Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. While there is technically no swearing at Winding Circle Temple, we do occasionally swear at the Reading Circle Temple. So if you are listening in a place or with a person that doesn't do swear words, you may want to find another time to listen. This has been your obscenity warning. Hello, welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we're talking about chapter two of Daja's book. So grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's discover gold. This chapter starts with them still trying to pull Triss and Daja apart and apart from the iron vine. They are trapped in a big old metal tree. Frostbite's trying to be all serious about it. He's not doing a good job of it. Well, they succeed. And Polyam's like, this thing is cool, and our trader caravan will pay for it. They're kind of like talking about money and whatever, and Daja speaks up, and she's like, we have a saying, it's something about like, where there are three people, shit doesn't get done. (laughs) Basically cut out the middleman. So she's like, if if you want to buy this thing, you got to talk to me. And Polyam's like, but you don't exist. (laughs) I can't send an offer. I didn't hear. Peace. And then she just leaves. And then that's when Rose Thorn throws Briar the gold of Goldridge. Which is way better than actual gold. Arguably, I think. Well, for Briar, it is way better. Oh, yeah. yeah. He gets there and he's like, ah, it's plants! And then he's very sad because then he casts lightning on all of the plants. (laughs) I accidentally destroyed a whole lot of money. So the actual gold of Goldridge is saffron. And it is gold both because saffron is golden in color and because saffron is hella expensive. So it is the way Gold's Ridge and the surrounding area makes its money. But they have not been getting a lot of money from the saffron trade because there's been a drought for the last couple of years. And so the saffron is very dry and dying. Briar tries to send his magic into the ground to feel out the plants. And when he does that, lightning pops out of his hands and fries a bunch of the plants and turns the sand into glass. And he is very, very sad. Absolutely 
devastated. Like, I had to do magic that's not my own. Why couldn't it have been rain? Something useful. Poor guy. Nico also sneaks up on Briar. Sneaky bastard. And I feel like it's potentially important to mention that Nico and Triss are both having lots of breathing issues because there's a lot of smoke. Frostpine sends Daja to go take a bath. And she is really <laughs> sinks down into the tub and she just wants to scrub her whole existence away. Yeah. And all of the feels. But Lark and Sandry come in to the baths while she's in there and Lark says some really nice stuff to Daja. We are your people. And then the chapter ends with Lark talking about how the kids' magics are tangling, and she's like, we're gonna have to map out your magics. And Sandry's like, how would you do that? And Lark's like, not me, you. And Sandry's like, yay! I'm so excited for this. I can't wait to see what she comes up with. I want to see what they can potentially do. The first step of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we pull out what we liked and didn't like about the book. What did you guys like and not like about this chapter? I had two likes that I liked quite a bit. I liked the fact that Rose Thorn is scary to both people and magic iron plant things. <laughs> They're in the forge and Frostpine has released Daja and Triss from the grip of the magic iron vine thing. She says, seems a shame to melt it down. And then the tendrils of it recoil and cl- close up. And then Daja says, I think you scared it. <laughs> Rosethorn just kind of has that effect. Not just on people, but also magic iron vine things. <laughs> she just has that vibe, I guess. I want to be more like Rosethorn. Doesn't everyone? We are Rosethorn, so... To be more. The second thing was just Daja telling Polyam, deal with her. As soon as I read that, I was like, yes, tell her, tell her. Can't be acting like this. It's such a, not to poop on people's traditions, but it's kind of a silly thing to do. Especially how Daja said, you can't have it both ways. You can't pretend like someone doesn't exist and then pretend that you value their creations when you don't value the person that made it. It felt good that she finally stood up for herself. I think she had to do it. I love how supportive her friends are when she does it. It took Triss a little bit to get out there, but as soon as she realized what was going on, she was full stop. This is not right, kind of being a jerk. It wasn't her fault, but traditions are traditions. I know that the last book was Triss's book, but I actually really love Triss's journey in Daja's book, where she starts to deal with essentially what happened to her, but being on the outside of it. The shit with Polyam at the beginning, where Polyam's telling her she's rude and she's just like, fuck you. The way that she reacts comes to understand traitor culture and interacts with it. It's just really interesting. I'm excited to see that. I have several. Like I do. My first one is they're going to see the gold on Goldridge. Briar's following Rose Thorn and she starts coughing. And he's like, are you all right? He didn't want to seem mushy or anything, but sometimes at night he woke up cold and sweating from dreams that something had happened to Rose Thorn. It's like the last book we talked about how much he cares and loves Rose Thorn. He has nightmares about things happening to Rose Thorn and it's so sweet. Oh my goodness. His mama. It mentions Nico's age again. He's 53. 53. uh, 53. And uh, 
we were pondering how old we thought Rose Thorne was, and we thought she was in her 30s. Here, it basically says she's in her 30s because it says he's 53, and he was older than Rose Thorne by 20 years. So that would put her in her 20s. Nico scares Briar. That part was hilarious. Briar's like, you scared me out of a season's growth. And Nico's just basically like, that was my intent. I know I've done well if I can surprise you, Briar. I love that Briar uses plant metaphors when he says Right? That's so great. I didn't even notice that. He's already become plant boy. Sandry and Daja are talking about how their magic got away from them. So Sandry burnt a jacket, Briar cast lightning, and then Daja created a tree. So what is Tris going to do, I wonder, that's not her magic? She's going to make some plants grow or something, I don't know. I'm imagining it's something thread-related. I think that's the only one we haven't really seen yet. Well, I feel like Daja's is kind of thread-related because she was noticing how in her tree it has parts of everybody in it. So she kind of like threaded everybody together to create the tree. But it's got leaves, so it's briars. I love that line. That part is briar, but she said that she felt other pieces of the other kids. She didn't know what part was Triss yet, but she would probably figure that out later. But she felt the other three kids in there. I feel like that's more of a Sandry magic. And then... I'm so excited for the map. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see what they can do. Brittany, you stole a couple of mine, but not all of them. I'm going to read it exactly like it is in my notes. Frost Pine and Rose Thorn, in parentheses. Yay. I love those two because Rose Thorn is always so very grumpy and serious. But the fact that she's poking fun at Frostbind makes me happy. Indescribably happy. My first ship <laughs> was Frostbind and Rose Thorn. I'm not even going to lie. It's not a light, but it's a quote that I really enjoy. Even a rat has fur and meat. It's a very interesting way to look at things, I think. There's, I expected this from gold, but iron's not mischievous. I think that really helped ground a little bit more the commonplace, for lack of a better term, of how their magic, they get a feel for these different metals so they can work with them in their way. With this comment, it means each metal is different, so they have to tailor to its personality in order to make something good i love that little bit of grounding yeah it's um, really showing how they need to be worked different ways the conversation where Daja's dealing with Helium, that feeling of hurt and frustration and sandry's comment of we're your people anytime that there's a moment where they're like i will die for you there's an idiom about that isn't there how does it go? Um, I think it's I like... I don't know what you're talking about, Molly. <laughs> I think it's like the blood of the covenant. You know, it sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs> I got someone else to say it. I'm so happy. That's just the whole book. There you go. The whole book series summed up. It's very, very much about found family. Anybody um, who likes found family stories needs to, needs to, needs to, needs to, needs to read this. Yeah. The end. This this does really well. Brittany stole the uh, mushy and season's growth, but when Dodge is in the 
bath and she's sitting there trying to not exist when Lark and Sandry come in. There's a line where had it been Triss or Rosethorn, she would have just gotten mad all over again. It's nice to see that kind of writing because it helps situate the people with each other a little bit more and the stuff that we don't see. I can just imagine Rose Thorne and Chris walking in. There's just a bunch of yelling. Not that they're like yelling at each other. They're just yelling because they're mad. <laughs> the conversation Sandry and Daja have towards the end where Sandry goes, I hope you make more things like this. I think it's beautiful. She's just so supportive. So nice. Yeah. Sandry and... is really that supportive, not very abrasive friend. Triss would have been supportive, but she would have been like, oh my god, that person's such an asshole, blah, 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 blah. Whereas Lark and Sandry focus very much on Dodger. So here are my notes, and I'm going to quote, Sandry being excited about learning. Frostpine's affair. Briar! Dodger! With exclamation points. We've talked about how I'm the Sandry of the group, and one of the other things that I feel I really connect to with Sandry is at the end, when she's like, you mean I get to learn how to do this? And she's so excited. And that is something that I have always felt. I feel you, Sandry. And I love seeing that. I feel you. And then the whole story with Frostpine and the queen and her husband is just hilarious. And of course, the scene that always stood out to me the most when reading this book is where Briar zaps the saffron. And it just breaks my heart. My poor baby Briar. He is so distraught about it. It's Um, like the exact opposite of what a plant mage needs. He's so new to this. And then suddenly he's destroying like the things that have brought him the most joy in life. I can't even think of an analogy for it for me. I don't know if every time I tried to write a story, my notebook caught fire. His devastation just breaks my heart. But this time reading it, the other part that really, really struck me and hit home was the part where Daja is in the bath and she's just like, I want to scrub everything about me away because I have been there and I have felt that. And when I first read this series, I probably hadn't experienced that personally because I was still pretty young, but I have since then. And it's really just the same as the thing with Sandry. It's I know so much what that feels like that reading it in a book is just nice, good, helpful, meaningful. That was actually one of the things that I had in my dislike, but we had talked so much about Briar with the Saffron. I was like, because I think in a way we've all been there in that, like, you don't want to die. That's not the point. You just don't want to exist and deal with all of this heavy stuff don't want to feel anymore yeah exactly but we see a lot of how daja is discriminated we might not all be able to identify exactly with that but we've all been in that situation where someone has made us feel less than nothing than human and somebody else's fault i think that was an important lesson when i read it first as a kid that words have consequences polyam doesn't see what effect her words have on daja but it is such a deep and profound 
reaction and feeling. She's hurting her. Yeah. So much. Like, that was her entire self, her being a traitor. Being treated like yeah. that by what used to be your community. I can't imagine what that would feel like. I think that's one of the marks of good writing here, though. Because we have all had that experience. Including it in a story makes it so real. I know that you guys have heard my rambly shit about reading Animorphs, but the third book is so character-centric and about Tobias dealing with, I'm stuck in the form of a hawk now, how the fuck do I live? That it has that weight to it that's completely different from any of the other books around it. This doesn't have a weight that necessarily makes it different from the other books around it within the series. But it does, to me, make it stand out as a piece of YA literature. There are other books that I read as a kid that didn't have this kind of emotional weight. And as a result, I enjoyed them as a kid. But that's what makes me enjoy this series as an adult. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Step two is reading like a dedicate. This is where we 
look for a theme or a message in the chapter. Did anyone find a theme or a message in the chapter? Belonging and longing, because Daja is lamenting the fact that that's not her life anymore. That's how she grew up. That was her entire life, save for like the last six to eight months. So she's longing for the way it used to be with some of the words that she says and how she phrases it but it's also belonging because of how very quickly the rest of the group just was like nope you belong here fuck that even like with the metals you see it in the tree itself does it want to be with Daja? It actively is like this is human. And so it's longing of wanting to belong somewhere. Mine was also longing and belonging. I was really excited that everybody came to Daja's defense. I was like, no, you're a part of us now. But also with Daja longing, just because somebody is telling her that she belongs now doesn't automatically make those feelings go away. It's nice that she has friends that support her, but that longing is still there. It's so sad to read her going through this. It's not always as simple as, oh, well, I belong somewhere else now. I'll just forget about my whole entire past. I was a traitor. That was exactly what defined me my whole life. And eh, I'll just throw it away, shrug it off. It's fine. No big deal. It's very sad. But she's got people and she's going to eventually, hopefully come to terms with it and it'll be okay. When you have a past like that, when you have something that is just all-encompassing and then all of a sudden you lose all of it, it's hard not to romanticize it in a way, even the bad part. And I think that also has to do with the longing because you're longing for the normalcy that you grew up with Mm -hmm. or that you've had for X amount of years. And with everything going on with the kids and the temple, it's all new. And not only is it new to her, it's new to everyone so there is no precedent for it she just gets thrown from a very structured culture into basically mass chaos (laughs) she's like what do i do it's hard not to want that back in instances like that Uh, it reminds me of immigration stories there's a song that i heard a choir do when i was in high school that's about ellis island the chorus of the song is isle of hope isle of tears isle of freedom isle of fears it's not the isle you left behind that's isle of hunger isle of pain isle you'll never see again but the isle of home is always on your mind even though she is coming to a better place or she's in a better place now, it doesn't mean that her feelings for the world she grew up in are gone. I think you guys had a better way of phrasing my theme because I wrote down sadness, question mark, cast outedness, question mark. <laughs> that's funny because that's kind of what mine was. Mine was uh, being unwanted. I kind of broadened it Because Daja and what she gets from interacting with the traitors and the things that she gets told and like wanting to scrub everything off of herself. But also I felt like Briar's feelings with the plants fit into that as well because he's so devastated. And 
he's not like cast out by people, but in a way he's just suddenly been torn, been severed from this thing that is very important to him. So I don't know, depression maybe, but again, the emotional weight of this story is what makes me come back to it again and again and again when I feel that way. Those were kind of my examples. The obvious one being between Daja and the other traders. Clearly there's societal pressure being loved and being in that community and then suddenly being ostracized and no one... And really ostracized is the right term. You are just completely unwanted by the people that were your family even beyond your regular family they were always there they were her people and now she can't have that through no fault of her own it's i can't even imagine how that would feel it's just painful to read and the other one is briar like you said kind of being severed from the thing that has brought him comfort for the past couple months you know after losing his previous found family the other thieves he uh found comfort in working with plants and now all of a sudden he just kills a pretty large swath of plants without meaning to. And it, it hurts him. Like you said, it's just something super painful. And clearly that's not a power that he wanted. For a plant mage, something like rain would be great, but it's just not in the cards for him right now. Just another small example would be when Daja said that she would be unable to use the iron that turned into a tree because it's so full of magic. If she really needed that iron for something important, she would be unable to use it. Right now, I think she sees that fine as something that she doesn't really want. Someone else wants it, the other traders, but she doesn't want that. I think that's a really good point. If it had just been Polyam comes in and says, bring me the real Smith, I can't talk to this thing that doesn't exist here, and that had been the end of it, that would have been the end of it, and she would have moved on. But this has forced her to interact with this world that she's no longer a part of. It's actually kind of a symbol of pain for her right now. She's seeing the negative side of her previous community because she had never been on this side of being treated as a lester. And now clearly she is. It's tough correlating, you know, all the love and community that you have and then seeing it from the other side is, like I said, it's just unimaginably painful. Bit of a downer. This is a heavy book. <laughs> I think I've met a lot of people who this is their favorite, at least of the first four and maybe of the whole series. And I think that's because of how emotional it is. It's you're right in the feels. All the feels and we're only on chapter two. That's exciting. Gut punch right from the start. Yeah. Sorry, we started talking about this and like I got emotional. <laughs> I'm about to. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I was going to say, my the, the thing I felt like most closely personally related to me was when Dasha made that kind of self-depreciating joke in the bath, and it bombed, and then she just starts crying. It's like, I, I feel yeah. that. I'm feeling Sorry. it. I'm feeling it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just kind of want to go cry in a bath when this is over. And there are two other people in my house right now in the other room, and they're going to find me and be like, what's wrong? And I'm going to be like, Dasha! <laughs> Book person sad. Now I'm sad. <laughs> hey, Indy, we love you, girl. Huh? Love you. Y'all gonna make me cry over here. <laughs> Oof, sorry, it's been a real hard week. <laughs> it's okay. I'm okay, about good. To <laughs> Should we just take a crying break? Is that is that a thing we can do? <laughs>
just like bury my face in him but he purrs really loud and i feel better <laughs> i'm a man death. i'm a man so i don't have emotions <laughs> <laughs> i just grunt until i feel better <laughs> no typically it's the kitchen table i'll, I'll sit at the table i'll like think deep deep about my thoughts and just start crying quietly and that's 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 pretty much it. The question for that how do you cry? Yes. Tell us how you cry right in to temple of reading circle at gmail.com or contact us on any of our social media, including Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, and Twitter. Just look for Reading Circle Temple or Reading Temple on Twitter. Find us, follow us, or else. <laughs> or we'll, else we'll, we will cry. cry. <laughs> or else we will we ugly will cry. cry on stream. <laughs> we will all cry. <laughs> Part three is reading like a mage. <laughs> this is where we use the chapter to craft magic in our own lives. What magic have you crafted out of this chapter? When three parties bargain, nobody wins. Gotta be direct. I'm very good at that. Be direct. Don't sidestep. Don't send the middleman. On the other hand, I need to rein back on that. So it's the reverse magic. <laughs> rein back on the aggressive directness. I often find myself being the middleman a lot of times, so I guess I need to put myself out of that situation. You two talk to each other. Don't get me involved. Now you've got a great quote to use whenever they're like trying to go through you. Nope. When three parties bargain, no one wins. I talked about how excited Sandry is to learn. I've already kind of got that, so I don't want to be like, oh, this is my magic and I want to do that. But like, I guess I want to keep that. You can. Sometimes I lose it and it sucks. <laughs> but I also really like the way Lark approaches the whole situation because she's like, oh no, I'm not going to map it. You are. She's clearly being supportive of Sandry and not be like, oh no, I'm not going to bother with that shit. You're going to have to figure it out on your own. But she is like, you can do this. 
you are the person who's going to do this new thing because you have this capability and sort of pushing Sandri to stretch herself. As a teacher, that is something I aspire to do. The magic I found was to put yourself in another person's shoes because Daja grew up as a trader and she probably never had a second thought about a person being trained she. And she's just like, oh, okay, that person we don't talk to no more. And now she's on the other side of it. And she's like, oh, this hurts. I feel less than dirt. I feel unclean. And now she probably is thinking about all these trained she people that she probably did this to growing up being a trader. My magic is put myself in another person's shoes. I feel like we also see that with the way the other kids, especially Triss, but also with Briar, with like, oh, they threw you out. You should get revenge. The way they react to the traitors and Dodge is like, no, like this is their culture and don't exactly want to say her awareness of this, but I think maybe she's starting to become aware of it, of this is something bad. Their beliefs with the trying she and the way they handle this and how they cast people out is total bullshit, but it's also so cultural and such a long-standing tradition that it's not like that change is going to come immediately. Just that balance, I guess. You shouldn't treat this person like trash because of this, because they were raised this way and they haven't figured it out. And quite frankly, I don't think Dodge has totally figured it out yet. My personal magic was to know and appreciate the value of your work. Daja really felt the need to stand up for herself there at the end with Pollyanne. Did touch on this earlier that she decided that the traders couldn't have it both ways. They can't just treat her work with respect. They need to treat her with respect as well. The work that she did had value. And she also can't undervalue herself. She did something valuable and she deserves to be respected for it. And it kind of reminded me of something I'm literally doing. I'm helping a local company here in town make a video. And it was kind of a last minute video project that they needed. I kind of had a hard time trying to figure out what I was going to charge for it. I'm definitely not a professional videographer. I've got a couple of years of experience. So I went to school for it. But it's not something that I do often. I've done maybe two projects in the past decade. So it was tough. But then I kind of got to thinking, like, maybe I could do it as a favor. I could ask for something in return later. Maybe I'll do it for free, something like that. But I realized that favors and stuff don't exactly pay for equipment or food or pay for the years of expertise that I do have. You really need to value yourself highly and the work that you do. Don't undersell yourself. You don't deserve that. If you have something valuable that someone needs, price yourself accordingly. Does that mean it's excerpts time? This is an excerpt from chapter three of Dasha's book. He knew without looking that the person who had just entered their rooms was Frostbine. I wonder what could be forged in a blaze like that, she called without turning around. A bridge over these mountains or a sword as long as the Emil Peninsula. I doubt it. Grassfires don't burn that hot. He came out and sat on the rail where he could see her face. A bird dropped from the sky to land on the railing between them. It was a starling, a brown speckled bird with a sharp yellow bill and clever black eyes. 
Ignoring Frostbine, it chuckled to Daja, fluffing up its chin feathers. I don't know where Triss is, Daja told the bird. I think she was in the library all afternoon. Go catch bugs for supper, Shriek. The bird named Shriek chirped harshly. I can never tell if he knows what's said to him, Frostbine remarked. The problem is that he's most interested in food, and he always wants that now. Daja grubbed in a pocket and came up with some brown bread from lunch. Breaking it into crumbs, she put them down for the starling. He ate briskly. I've been thinking about the work you can do while you're here, said Frostheim, watching Shriek. We don't want you getting out of practice, and I'm afraid helping Khalid with his extra work is out of the question for now. It seems the trader caravan wants him to do some touch-ups here and there. And I can't do any of their work because I'm Changshi, Daja said bitterly. So what's left? Both Khalid and the castle's head carpenter are in need of more nails. <laughs> Frostheim, Daja protested. I know, I know, but that's the best I can manage. Besides, the discipline is good for you. Smithing of any kind, magical or not, is plain hard work. The door opened to admit Briar and Triss. The moment he saw Triss, the starling began to shrill in the bone-rattling squall used by all fledglings of his breed. Flapping inside to perch on Triss's shoulder, he pecked her ear. Shriek, stop. You're a grown bird. Act like it. Flinching, she removed the lid of the small covered bowl that she carried. It was partly filled with tiny balls of raw meat and boiled egg yolks. Bouncing to her wrist, the starling began to gulp them down. Tune in next week for the adventures of Shriek and Nails. Nails! Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like listening, tell your friends about us. If you don't like listening, tell your enemies. Please tell us what you think of the Circle of Magic by emailing us at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com or join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. You can find more of Reading Circle Temple at readingcircletemple.com or find Reading Circle Temple on Tumblr. And thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their artwork on Tumblr at Yellow is for Happy Draws or on Instagram at Shannon and Draws. Also, thanks to Britain's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic. And thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. They are trapped in a big old metal tree. They are trapped in a big old metal tree. We're just going to keep saying this. Did you say a big old metal tree? A big old metal tree. (laughs) Brittany, you're the only one who hasn't said it. (laughs) You have to say big old metal tree. Anyway, Frostbine is trying to be serious about this whole thing. Brittany, you have to say it. (laughs) Big old metal tree. There it is. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.